Hey, welcome to 412 Connections. My name is Larry Grayway. I'm here with Heather Kroos, who founded this podcast a couple years ago, and it used to be called Mylar, My Look at Recovery. And we've kind of switched it up this year. We used 412 because it says this, it says a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two stand back to back and can conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And we're here to talk about how mental health um, affects our lives and how we can recover and how we need each other as a part of that recovery process. And so again, I'm here with Heather and she's gonna get us kicked off today. Welcome back and thank you for joining us once again here at 412 Connections. I have to admit this month, uh, the, the theme for this month is one that is very near and dear to my heart in part because I actually have a degree in recreation and don't use it. I, at least not in the way that I thought I would use it. So it's kind of exciting to be able to talk about it. The, uh, the connection to recreation and community service and our mental health and physical health and how they all kind of intertwine and work together like that three braided cord that we talk about in the intro that I make you read because I still cannot say that Bible verse to save my life. Um, so I just want to go ahead and let you talk for a minute because words, but what are your thoughts in relation to the importance of remembering to recreate? My thoughts. This is Larry, by the way, because this is the second introduction, so it's all right. Uh, my thoughts on mental health and recreation and how they all connect. Um, I think it is a huge part of helping our mental health. And, and I, I think that the more that we can stay physically active, the clearer we think, the more, and I, I was talking to, I do some health coaching as well. And I was talking to one of, one of my clients and I said, you know, you need to, to go out and actually do a walk that makes you sweat. And they're like, I don't like to sweat. Well, sweat gets toxins out. There's a lot physiologically that when you do active things, it helps your body not only physically, but then it also gets the blood flowing and helps you think clearly, helps you be able to focus. I know a lot of people that run or bike, so that's the best time. They get some of their best ideas or thoughts when they're going because it, it gets their mind active and engaged as well. Or others, they like to check out and I myself, I listen to stuff. So um, I just think it's super important to have them connected and and I think it's a, just a vital part. It's interesting how you mentioned that when you are physically active that you tend to think more clearly. Because I remember back when I was in high school, especially my grades were never horrible. They were actually, especially my senior year, where I had straight A's the whole year, but inevitably my grades would always improve during the season. Mm -hmm. 
whether it was softball or soccer, whether it was rec sports or actually intercollegiate, but that doesn't sound right because intramural. No, no, yeah, at the, at the school level. Oh, intercollegiate, yeah. Just feels like it should be college, but anyway. Collegiate sports is fine. This is why you listen, because you and I riff off each other, and hopefully it makes people chuckle. And anyway, the point is that I noticed that the more, and even now as an adult, one of the things that has honestly been the hardest for me over the last few months, and as we're recording this, uh, less than 24 hours away from my first knee replacement, and the thing that I've noticed over the last six and a half months is the, even though in a lot of ways, mentally, health-wise, I am doing better than I've ever done, not being able to be as physically active as I really want to be has taken a toll mm-hmm. on my mental health, on my physical health, on just my general well-being. It, it's very frustrating and difficult. And I, I see people in my life who have become very sedentary and they're miserable, mm-hmm. even though they may not want to admit they're, they're miserable. And they've just gotten to a point where they've given up on life. So their physical health is deteriorating, their mental health is deteriorating, and it's just... It breaks my heart when I see people like that. And again, this is part of my degree. I literally went to school (laughs) and got a degree in sports management with a recreation emphasis with the intention of then going on to further my education and be getting the license to be a recreation therapist. I since realized that that is not what I am cut out for and really not what my calling is, which is why... I'm doing this, but there really is an importance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you know that as a pastor, a lot of times I'm counseling people, even though I'm not a counselor, people come for you know various reasons, especially people that deal with anxiety or depression. Uh, one of the things I always try to encourage them to do is to, one, change their scenery, usually by getting out and doing something. Um, if it's a hike on a trail, we, we happen to live in one of the best parts of the country to be able to go do a lot of different things. Uh, even though our, you know, if you're talking Colorado or different places like that, they laugh when they say we have mountains, but we do have mountains or good sized hills. We have great trails. We have great state parks and a few national, um, recreation areas that are great places to go out or even parks that are just city parks that have great trails or paths, which we're going to have our guests for this month, um, Mara and Brittany from Kennesaw Parks and Rec, to talk about what, you know, the city of Kennesaw does and how Parks and Rec affects, or, you know, just getting out affects our mental health. But in looking at that, we have so many resources around us, but what happens when we start to get depressed, when we start to... Um, deal with loss or pain we tend to close in on ourselves and push other people away because for a couple reasons 
one, we either don't want people to see us like that. We don't want to be, uh, you know, kind of people use the burden all the time. And sometimes, yeah, we won't get into that word, but just that inconvenience that you can be if, if everybody's got to kind of watch out for you or the other side of it is, is just the, the way you feel about yourself. You just don't want to be around other people. But one of the best things you can do is when you go out and get active is it, it clears that up. And there's, there's several reasons for it. And again, not a doctor on this, but I do know a little bit of the science behind it. When you drink water, it increases your blood flow. And when you're active, it gets the blood flowing. That's why water is a big part of it. And it just allows your mind to think. We tend to dehydrate ourselves with caffeine because the caffeine will push the blood through and elevate our heart rate, but it also constricts our blood vessels. And in the end, will make us sick if we don't put the right amount of water in. And why I'm talking about that, I don't know. But it's all part of that physical side of what helps our mental health. There's a science to it. And then there's just that getting out and doing something. And this is something that I think a lot of people get confused about because when you when you talk about exercising and recreation and getting outside, and there are going to be times when maybe you can't get outside for one reason or another, there are other ways that you can... I don't dance. I look like a drunk orangutan when I attempt to, so I don't do it. But some people really enjoy dancing. Or some people like to garden, and I don't get it because that's just not my thing. But those are things that are, that are physical activities, and going for a walk may be boring, but if you have a pup that likes to go for a walk, it can be a great bonding experience. And I was that's just it. Like, I hate going for a walk by myself. Hiking, yeah, but that's because there's a challenge. And But just going out for a walk, I'm like, okay, why am I doing this? But when I had Max and we would go out for walks, it, it gave me a time to, to spend with him and we could bond and I would talk to him and I would, I would work through things and, and kind of process through and have conversations with myself and sometimes with God and sometimes with Max. And it just, it helped kind of mm -hmm. work through things. But recreation and the importance of that doesn't just have to necessarily be anything physical either. It could be coming together to have a movie night or a game night like we do with the church once a month. Mm -hmm. When we have that, that game night, it's getting a group of people that you hopefully like and coming together and you know making stupid jokes and playing board games and cooperative games and Neanderthal poetry and just random stuff and it's not even about the game as much as it is that interaction and that connection with somebody else and I think that that's one of the, the greatest things about recreation is that it can take some of the apprehension away. That's why my mom got me into rec sports when I was a kid was because she was trying to help me figure out how to make friends. Granted, never really learned or got good at that, 
But sports gave me an outlet. It gave me a way to feel like I was a part of something. Yeah. No, you're right. So you've got the physical side. Then you have the connection side with other people. Um, we tend to find the group of people that we engage with based on our recreation or activities. If you like to hike, you know, there's hiking groups. There's people that like to hike with you. If mountain biking or if it's playing games, board games, video games, whatever those are, you tend to build your social networks around those engagements. Um, that's why even with church, wherever you're making those connections, but the, the, the whole point of it is, is getting out and doing something together. Uh, there is that. That's where laughter is a part of that, where, you know, when you can laugh, that heals. It's a great gift that God's given us is laughter. Mm -hmm. And if you, uh, if you don't think that God has a sense of humor, think about passing gas. He created it. So it's you a... You get a platypus. Yes, true. So you went for a sign. I went for just, Honestly, you know, boy you humor. Perry and Dr. Doofenshmirtz. It's true. But, the, but, we, but this whole thing is the one detrimental thing to our mental health is isolation. It's the one thing that, we, that our mind will lie to us about and say we need to be isolated. We need to just get away from everybody else. And yes, there are certain people in your life that you do need to isolate from because they're contributing to that uh, struggle that you're having with your mental health. But when you get out and for some just getting out and walking and my, my oldest son, he'll in the middle of the day, hey, I'm going to go for a walk, puts his headphones in and we'll walk five, six miles and it clears his head. It physically, it makes him feel better. Uh, and he does that by himself or I, I ride a motorcycle. I've got a group of guys that I only see usually when there's a motorcycle involved. But that's part of that recreation. We hang out, we talk, we have that bond that, that is beyond blood, beyond, it's a type of family, but it's not family based on blood. It's a family based on a common connection. I do want to uh, clarify something though, because there's nothing wrong with taking some time to be alone together oh, your thoughts absolutely compress that is different from isolating because as an introvert and you know this you're an introvert too mm -hmm. we need that downtime we need that quiet introspective stay away from me you're draining my battery time so that mm -hmm. we can recharge whereas extroverts they need that constant up mm -hmm. and go so that they can recharge and I, I can't imagine getting energy from a crowd. And I do to an extent. But the problem is that, that I, I feel that energy, but then it quickly drains and, and dissipates. And it's part of the reason why when I know there are people that go to Dragon Con and they party 24-7 the entire time they're there. And then they can leave and they're like, they're pumped, they're ready to go because they're very extroverted. Whereas the majority of the people who are there are actually introverts, which is kind of funny to me. Mm -hmm. Because you wouldn't know it if you were there. 
Well, we go and we party and we have a blast, but then we come back and we're just completely drained. Mm-hmm. We have nothing left, and so we have to recharge. And yeah, like, it's interesting how our conversations seem to work in a way that isn't always planned. But in talking about that connection and that that community, kind of want to shift the gears a little bit and talk about community service and the importance of serving your community and getting out there. And I know what my thoughts are, but I want to hear your thoughts about the importance. Like, why is it important to get out and serve other people, whether it's serving at a community event like this past weekend, we just as we record this pre-record, not gonna lie, and we the just had the Juneteenth event at Swift Cantrell Park, mm-hmm. which I really wanted to go out and volunteer with, but because of health reasons, I wasn't able to do as much as I wanted to. Or the movie night that was the not that long ago. What do you see as the benefit of that? So serving others, just in in serving in general, man, it ticks a lot of the same boxes as recreation. It gets you out and gets you out of your current environment. It helps you to see, like for our forever fed food pantry, it helps you to see somebody else that's going through struggle and you serving them kind of... It, it gives you a boost. It puts things into perspective, helps you to understand. And then um, it's like missions trips, and we've talked about it. And you did ask me this before we came in here. We kind of talked about this a little bit before we came in to record. And you asked me about scripture, and I had, I had to think of one. There actually is Proverbs eleven twenty five, And there's others. Um, it says, The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And basically what that saying is, when you serve somebody else, when you help somebody else, it refreshes you. It blesses you. Um, and I know people have taught, you know, hey, if you give $10, you'll get $100 back with that. I, I, I'm not going to subscribe to that because the blessing that we get from it isn't always the same as what we give. It comes back in different ways. And when we serve others... We leave with a sense of accomplishment, that we fulfilled a purpose, that we've improved somebody else's life. And so that helps us mentally. It, it helps shift that focus. All of these are important pieces. And that's one of the things I've always respected about you, Heather. You've, you've all, you, you struggle with building and making connections, but you've always been willing to serve and a lot of the people that know you in our community if, is from the places that you've been involved in and served. And they know you from that and they respect you from that. So they view you in that way. And I've watched that over the years turn into some friendships, turn into, you know, their acquaintances, but people that you can have a conversation with that there's genuinely some interest in each other's lives. And that's that helps our mental health. Because I like that you shared the difference between isolation and just getting away and, and having a retreat and taking some time to decompress. That's important. But isolation is when you pull away from everybody and push everybody away. 
when you're struggling through those things, whether you're serving, whether you're doing recreation or whatever, anytime you engage that with other people, it shows you that there is more involved in life than what you're feeling at that moment. And we're going to talk more about that in our our next month's episode with September being the National and World Suicide Prevention Day is September 10th. And so September, like the whole month, is really kind of focused on suicide prevention and awareness. And so that's what we'll be reflecting on for this. But one of the things that... It's been a while, and I've been in and out of therapists and counseling since I was 13. Uh, From the age of 16 to 32, I was in and out of the hospital more times than I can count. And thankfully, up until the anniversary of my father's passing, managed to stay out of psych hospitals. I'm very thankful for that fact. But one of the things that I was taught over and over as a wellness tool or a coping skill or whatever you want to call it, was serving others. Mm-hmm. Because there is actual scientific evidence, and I don't have it on me, to support that when we give to other people with the right intentions, mm-hmm. it actually gives us a boost. So like when you were talking about, if you give somebody $10 with the intention of getting 100 back, you're not doing it for the right reason. Yep. If you're giving somebody $10 because you... You feel like that's the right thing to do and you and you're not expecting anything in return you get this intrinsic value inside yourself my first surgery was in September of 2012 it was a really rough period in my life I had just moved back into my parents house after some issues with my brother I was not in a great place and honestly wasn't even sure that I was going to be able to live with my parents. I thought I might be living out of my mobile home again and was fully prepared to do that. And all of that happened about two weeks before the first surgery I'd ever had. Mm -hmm. And the first surgery was on my right ankle and it was non-weight bearing for the first six weeks, which meant that I was in a cast. I couldn't drive anywhere. I couldn't walk. I couldn't do much of anything. Honestly, during that time frame, any day that I got to put on pants, I was excited because the men was getting out of the house. Not exactly. I'm just glad you put on pants. Thank you. <laughs> Me too. It would have been a little awkward. But knowing ahead of time that I was going to be living where I was really dependent on others to get out of the house to be able to do anything and knew I had to have something to occupy my time. And a few years before that, I had taught myself how to crochet. And so I made, uh, I decided that I was going to spend my time during that recovery process, I was gonna crochet and make hats to donate to the homeless. And that first year, I think I donated around 75 hats. I've lost count of how many hats I have made since then. In fact, if anybody's hearing this and knows of an organization that could use some, 
I still have a bunch left over from 2020 because, let's face it, there's a lot of isolation and a lot of time to crochet hats. <laughs> and even though I have donated a large portion of those, I still have a bunch and I've made more since then. But then I also switched over to making blankets because I, I got tired of making hats. But the whole reason that I did that is it was a way for me to give back to my community, sure. to pay forward for the times when I was down. And it wasn't a hat that somebody gave me, but when I was living in Denver and I was living in my mobile home for the first time, to this day I have no idea what this lady's name was. I don't know if she did it personally or if she was a part of a church. Mm-hmm. But we just knew her as the chicken lady because every Sunday she would come around to the local homeless hangout spots with a big paper sack, like the big grocery bag sack, mm-hmm. with fried chicken, fruit, and a couple of other things. And if you worked it out, you could actually pair that bag out to last from one week to the next. And she never asked for anything in return mm-hmm. and so when I when I'm making these hats or I'm making these blankets or even a few times since then I've gone out and just given bottles of water or went and bought a pizza and handed it to some people mm-hmm. which is a little bit more leery now but I've gotten packaged food that I've given to people that I knew that they needed it or they were asking for food and Mm-hmm. Instead of giving them money, because I don't carry cash most of the time, I would go and purchase them food and bring it to them. Yeah. And I didn't expect anything in return. I was solely doing it because I know what it's like. I know how it feels to be so completely isolated. And like you get to a point where you don't think that anybody really wants you around. Especially if you're living on the streets and maybe you haven't been able to shower mm-hmm. and you have you don't know where your next meal is coming from. And I know and I was fortunate I had a car. I was fortunate that I had people that in my life would send me money to kinda of help me out. But I and I know there's a lot of people who don't have that. I also know that a large majority of the people that are living on the streets are dealing with serious, significant mental health issues because they don't have the resources and the supports that they need to be able to live healthier lives. And some people, they do it by choice because it's just, that's what they prefer. That's where they're more comfortable and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's one of the things that I really hope that people can try to understand and try to see past what you see on the outside or quite frankly what you smell on the outside and really look past that and recognize that there is a human being in that shell Mm -hmm. and that all human beings deserve love and compassion and I'm going to hand the mic back over to you not literally it's sitting on a desk but you get the point oh you're funny Heather no, we do need to, this is all ties together. It's it's all about getting out and serving people affects your mental health. It's a part of that reciprocal 
side of life. So I love you sharing your story. I love you sharing how somebody impacted you by serving you, but also how you've made a habit out of your life of turning that around and serving others. And and let's face it, that's really some of the best friends that I have in this world are people that I've served with at different things. Even our trip to South Dakota that we take a bunch of guys on motorcycles, it's a great excuse to ride 3,500 miles on motorcycles in a week. And a lot of what we do is riding. But then also when we get there and Tim and Kim uh, that pastor a church on the reservation and, and the, we serve the church, we serve the people of the reservation, we get to spend time with them, that fills us up. And we get to do something else that we enjoy along with it. So a lot of times your recreation can be tied into your serving mm -hmm. and, and just inviting somebody along with the journey. That's, that's something that, that I think is really important as in, and we'll probably wrap this up in a few minutes because we're going to have that conversation with Mara and Brittany uh, on the next episode, but something to keep in mind uh, for those of us that are on the other side, maybe we're at a decent place in our emotional and health and even our physical health, but we know somebody that may be struggling. Invite them on the journey. And, you know, even though they may say no, invite them again. Be respectful. Don't be annoying. But yet, if you have a close enough a re relationship with somebody to encourage them to get out and say, hey, why don't we go hike through the state park today? Or, hey, you know what? I'm going to go walk around Swift Cantrell Park. You want to come with me? Um, that's a great way to get somebody that's struggling out of the house. Now, I'm going to put this out here because this is what tends to happen and why some people say no a lot. You don't take them out to fix anything, to solve all their problems, or to talk about stuff. You take them out simply to walk together, to spend time together. If those conversations come up at them and you have some wisdom, sure. We're always there to be an encouragement, but it's not our job to fix. And that's where we tend to have problems. We tend to want to help somebody and so we don't know what to do, so we try to fix it. And a lot of times that fixing it causes somebody to retreat more into their shell than it does to bring them out. So I know for Jennifer, my wife, and the health struggles she's had over the last couple of years, it got to a point where we would go and we would go hike three, four, five miles after work some days. We just did we did it all the time to where her physical health to walk a mile was a struggle. So she got into she's always liked birding, but she got into birding. So rather than going out and doing this big physical hike, I could take her to a bird park or someplace that she could get out look for birds, got her some nice binoculars. We even got some kayaks, just even though she didn't feel up to paddling, I can paddle and she can do those things because sometimes now her health has gotten better and she can do a lot more. But that's a big part of that recovery and that increasing of her mental health is just getting her out and doing something she enjoys. Uh, I wanna throw this out there because for those of you who don't know me, one of the, the biggest struggles that I have had this year is not being able to participate in the Kansas Grand Prix. Like it, 
and there, there's somebody at our church that has done them, and I fully intended to sign up and do them with her, and then the, the stuff with my knees just kept getting worse, and then I found out, oh yeah, that's because you have no cartilage, and there's all these tears, and we're, we're just gonna get you new ones. It'll be fun. I offered to do it for her. Yeah, we're gonna go to, yeah, no. But the thing is that I, even though I was an athlete growing up, I always hated running. And to be honest, I still have a love-hate relationship with it, and some days I love to hate it. But the thing was that when I first got started doing it, I wasn't out there with anybody else, but I had a couple of friends who weren't even living in the state that were into running, and they were doing these 5Ks, and one of them had a 5K that was at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. Newsflash, don't do a 5K there. It's not a good idea, especially that hill. And I wasn't able to finish it, but it got me into that bug of, okay, I wanna do this. And so that was 2013, 2014, I got a bit obsessive and made a goal that I was gonna do at least one 5K a month. Ended up having a second ankle surgery in October mm -hmm. and yet still managed to complete nine 5Ks, a 10K, miserably failed at attempting a 15K. By the way, don't run with a concussion sprained ankle, especially the concussion. It doesn't go well. Mm -hmm. But after that surgery in 2015, I did over 25Ks and a couple 10Ks in there. 2016, I actually completed a 15K, attempted a half marathon that I wasn't able to finish, but I had that bug and it was all because someone encouraged me and I started getting out there and even though we weren't in the same state, they were there and they were supporting me and, they, mm -hmm. and my dad surprised me one day because I was trying to use my phone to figure out how long I was going and my pace and everything. And I came home one day and there was a Garmin watch sitting on the dining room table. No, no, no nothing, just sitting there. And I walked past him a couple times and he's like, didn't you want your watch? And that was his way of saying, hey, I see you, I support you. And so sometimes I think that's important to remember too. And I, I joke, that my community service was making the fast runners, like the slow runners, feel fast. Yeah, and there's a whole comedy speech about the benefits of running that included ice baths, but I digress. My point is though that sometimes we may not see the impact that we're having on another person when we do things. Mm -hmm. There's a story that I've heard and there's a two guys and they're walking down the beach and this guy sees a starfish on the beach so he reaches over, he picks it up and throws it in the ocean. And he's walking down the beach a little bit more and he picks up another one and throws it in the ocean. And the guy's with him and he says, what are you doing? He's like, I'm saving a starfish. And he says, you're never gonna be able to save them all. And he's like, well, I made a difference in this one's life. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we get so bogged down on, oh, I wanna make this huge difference. I want to make the world a better place, but it, it is so overwhelming that we get stuck and we're like, well, I'm never going to make a difference, so why even bother trying? But mm -hmm. 
sometimes it's just putting a watch on your dining room table to let your daughter know that you see them trying to improve their health and encouraging them that way. Sometimes it's living down in the state and saying, hey, I'm going to be up in Atlanta. You want to come do a 5K with me? Sure, why not? And sometimes it's just that random text or the random phone call or sending a, a stupid Bigfoot meme that says, hey, I see you. Mm-hmm. That can make all the difference and encourage somebody. And I think that's one of the things people forget. Community service doesn't have to mean the whole town, the whole state. It can be one person. I have no clue who any of those hats or blankets that I have donated over the years, literally thousands over the last 10 years. I have no clue who's gotten them. I have no clue if they, what they did with them, but I know that they have made a difference, at least in somebody's life. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think this has been really good setup for us for the next episode. Um, I know we spent a lot more time talking about the serving side than the recreation side, but we're going to spend a whole episode talking with people that are smarter than me in Parks and Rec who talk about how, you know, getting out and using the tools that are in your community to, and we're fortunate, Kennesaw is a great community. Uh, if you're listening to this from somewhere else, sorry, you probably have a great community too, but we have a really good community with a great Parks and Rec staff that, that put things out there that are great ways to connect. And just to like throw this out there, you don't actually have to live in Kennesaw. I don't. I live up in Cartersville, but I come down to Kennesaw because I don't see the same stuff being offered in Cartersville. And maybe it is, and it's just not as well advertised as it is down here. But it it really does make a difference. Like the races and the movie nights and the other events that they put together. I'm really kind of bummed out that I'm going to miss the summer palooza because it is the afternoon after the surgery and that's just not going to work. And we'll wheel you out there and set you out there. I'm not even sure I'll be conscious. That I know, but while you're drooling, you'll just, yeah. But I, as we close this out, I just want to encourage everybody to do two things. Find something that you enjoy doing, something that, that gives you joy and and do it more in the recreation world, whether it's playing board games or video games or riding a bike or walking or hiking or making fun of Larry. Oh, if that's my thing, you can't do that. But do that and then try to find a way that you can do that and serve others because then you're getting that double whammy of goodness coming back to you and you're gonna reap the benefits of it. But not only are you gonna reap the benefits, someone else is and like we say in the intro to this the three-braided cord is stronger and that's the whole bring us home because words are hurt (laughs) that's the whole point connections connecting all these areas of our lives and the relationships we have are what help us to stay healthy with our mental health 
Thank you. See, this is why I keep you around. I hope you will join us in two weeks when we are joined by Brittany and Mara yes. from the Kennesaw Parks and Rec Department for a really engaging and interesting conversation about recreation and community service and how they how we can help them and how they can help us. So until next time, have a great day.